0: Did you have a toxic person that you were with that when it came down to asking them to help around the house that they were absolutely useless? Like not just useless like they couldn't do anything but like useless because they would never listen or they never respond or they never help out and they just expected you to do everything. Now I'm not putting this video as being like only narcissists do this okay because other people do this as well but we have noticed a trend in comments and talking to people and coaching conversations and even webinars of like people being like wow like they do kind of rebel and do kind of get to the place of saying like leave me alone like i don't want to do this or they come up with a lot of different excuses well we're going to dive into that a little bit today So if you guys are new here and you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all the different platforms out there. So check out TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. We're trying to be able to get on all those platforms to help people grow in their awareness of the abuse that they're going through. So oftentimes it's covert and they don't really have an idea. Most people think that narcissism is just someone like snapping selfies of themselves when in reality it's much deeper than that. And the abuse, a lot of times, the passive aggressiveness, the silent treatment, the stonewalling, a lot of different things are so subtle that people don't actually have a clue of what's happening. We talk sometimes to therapists and to counselors that come and have coaching sessions because they've been with a narcissist and like, I don't get it. I should have seen it. I should have understood that this person was this way or this person was toxic. I've been through this. I've studied this, but it doesn't look this way in real life compared to what it did in a textbook. So if you can help someone today by sharing a video, by saying, hey, this might be something you're struggling with, let people know that are around you that you see, wow, they might be in a narcissistic relationship. Let them know because you never know whose life you might save just by giving them the awareness and the gift of that more than anything else. Really quick, if you want to hear the wife's perspective, check out Trauma, Drama, and Life. It's our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't had a chance, look at narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com for the NARC app, monthly lives, uh, monthly coaching, weekly lives, courses, some new stuff that's coming up here in the next month, month or two. Now I'm sort of super excited about that. Uh, also, we have the journal that's up from fantasy to reality. That's on Amazon. You can check that out. Check that out. Link's in the bio. All right. So diving in. Was your narcissist useless around the house, okay? Were you with a toxic person that's like this, all right? So a lot of times when we think of narcissists, they're not always known as like being a helper or being a support of you, of the family system, anything like that. All right, so we're not talking about a lot of covert narcissists. A lot of covert narcissists are like, let me serve, let me help you so that I look good, okay? We're not talking about that today. That's another video, okay? What we're talking about is the times when you're trying to have people engage and be a part of the family system, and they're not. And you see it a lot of times where they're disconnected from their kids. They're disconnected of like, I'm here, but I don't really care about them. Like, I'm here, but they're bothered. I'm here because of X, Y, and Z. And you see that them not care, and you see them not be present, because oftentimes they view kids as an inconvenience or a liability. These are things that are taking my time and my energy and my money. Like, I don't, I don't have time for that. Unfortunately, oftentimes we see this happen in early stages of people getting pregnant. Where they'll be pregnant and the other person will leave. You know, this will happen a lot of different times where they just ditch the other person. I'm out of your life. I don't really care. I'm not going to be there anymore. And they get completely disconnected from the partner. They get disconnected from the kids. All those things just happen Because it seems to be like too big of an issue, too big of a pain to invest in another person because it's not about the narcissist. You have to remember with a lot of the ego and the entitlement, there's a big piece that's like, wait a second, we just got a dog. You're paying more attention to the dog than you are me. We just had a kid. You're paying more attention to the kid than you are me. Goes back in that cycle of like wanting to make sure that I get all the admiration, I get all the love, I get all the support, and it's about me. When something else comes in that affects that, well, no, that's like dead to me. Like we can't be doing that, okay? So then there's an aspect of like when you need them to do something. OK, so the wife says, like, hey, I need you to do this. Or the husband's like, hey, can you go grab this or whatever? A big aspect, there's like a there's like a, a, a buck up right away of like because they hate to be told what to do. And see, as a narcissist, if my wife is like, hey, I need you to grab this from the attic so we can start setting up for Christmas or something like that. You know, as soon as I hear that, my mind from the narcissistic standpoint wants to interpret that and switch it around as being like, man, she's really demanding today. Like she's really like coming at me. Like it feels all of a sudden like a personal attack when it doesn't even, it wasn't even phrased in that way. But how I interpret it, how I take it is like, whoa, like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Like you're attacking me when she's just asking for help. The thing is sometimes it even, it's not just shown as like an attack, but it's almost like the idea of is exposing like a failure or like not living up to something. And this goes back to, imagine this, guilt and shame. So we talk about a lot. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at olly.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, if my wife says, like, hey, I need you to go take care of something. You know, maybe it's something that I agree to do. I don't know. Let's say like the lawn. Okay. So my wife's like, hey, I need you to go mow the like mow the lawn. Like, have you seen it? It's getting really, like, really bad. Do you think you'll be able to do it today? You know, stuff like that. Okay. In my mind, there's first off like personal attack. You know, you're attacking me. Like, this is my space. Like, what, what are you doing over here? Like that kind of thing. But then the other aspect is like, wait a second, that's something that I meant to do. That's something that I forgot to do. That's something I don't care to do. That's something that I should have done like two weeks ago before the lawn got, you know, three feet high. You know, all that kind of stuff is like, going through my head. So then the aspect is like, wait a second, I'm I'm a failure because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And then I'm not living up to how I should show up to her, but to the lawn, to the neighbors, like whatever it is. Okay. So there's an aspect of guilt and shame that triggers there. And then I'm like, no, like I don't want to do it because I'm getting triggered and a defense mechanism goes up. Okay. There's also a part of when someone asks their partner to do something and they get that rebuttal. There's a piece of like, no, I need to make sure that I'm establishing that I'm the dominant person, that I'm in charge in the relationship. And so when that person asks like, hey, can you do something? Can you help me out? Like I could really use their support in this area. Like, no, like you do it. You figure it out because I'm the one in charge. You're supposed to be the one serving me. Thought process. Okay. A lot of times you'll see narcissists, toxic people that rebel at any type of authority. When we start to see that habitually, we start to see more like sociopathic tendencies because the rebelling from authority period, like not just like in a family dynamic, but like even like outside, like rules and and laws and things like that, because they don't want to be controlled. And there's an aspect that the narcissist still doesn't want to be controlled no matter what, because they don't want someone else to be in charge of them. And they don't want someone else to control the narrative or to control the mask that they're putting on. Like, wait a second. Like, you didn't do what you said you are going to do. Uh-oh, like, mask is starting to slip. Yeah, I did. Like, forget that. You know, like, you got to be able to hold that, that idea and that image there. Okay, then you have the aspect of maybe you ask your spouse to do something. They don't do it. And then all of a sudden, they turn around, you know, a day later, and they do it. And it's their idea. And you're like, and they're like, yeah, like, I had this great idea. I was going to do this. And you're like, I literally just suggested this, like, two days ago. I've been harping on you to do this for, like, six months. You know, I just planted the tree in the backyard that you, that, uh, that you've wanted, you know, I've just done this, or I just laid this sod down. Like, it doesn't look great. And you'd be like, yeah, I've been asking you to do that for like six years. Like, why didn't you do it? Like, no, I thought it would be a great idea. And they take your ideas and put it as their own to make you feel like you're the idiot. Okay. They act and their effort is their idea. It's not yours. Now, the other aspect is like when it's their idea, but the other aspect is knowing that It's something that you want. And so as a result, they do the opposite. you're like, well, I'd really like you to do X, Y, and Z. So they go and they do A, B, and Z. Like, I'd really like you to... I can't even think of a good example off the top of my head. I really like you to cut down the tree and you go out and cut down a bush. Like, I don't know. Like, like, you do the exact opposite. And a lot of times narcissists will do that because they know what you want. They withhold what you want to hurt, abuse, and control. And a lot of times they'll do something that they know is going to hurt you even more of something that you didn't want them to do that sound like word salad sorry but that's like the idea is like they'll act sometimes when it's when it's like oh it's my idea now or they'll act sometimes on an idea that's similar to what you wanted but they know it will hurt you in the long run okay other aspect here excuse what they can't or what they're not able to do they'll like oh, i can't do that i can't help around the house because i have a headache because i'm i'm sick Uh, you know, all this different stuff, like, like, wait a second, like, I need you to come home now because I'm super sick and I can't take care of the kids. And then you run home and they're like, no, I feel better now. I'm going to go out. That thing happens a lot. Okay. Uh, panic attacks. Now I'm not like shaming anybody who has panic attacks, but there is a lot of times that we'll have people that fake panic attacks. Toxic people that fake panic attacks to get their partner to do something or to react, and to even though they appear weak in that moment, to control the other person and manipulating their emotions. And you see, narcissists use it to control headaches, sickness, panic attacks. They they use different things of like control, manipulate your responses and reactions so that they don't have to do what you're asking them to do. So they don't have to show up and actually be the person that they should be. And that's the hard part is like they get home, oh like I'm I'm too tired, I'm not emotionally available, like I can't engage, I can't you know be around family, I can't connect with people, like I don't have the effort, I don't actually care, you know, that all stuff like happens in those toxic relationships of like I just have a bunch of excuses. Like, listen to all my excuses so that I don't have to show up. So I don't have to show up and be a partner in the family. So I don't have to show up and be a man. So I don't have to show up and actually, you know, love my family or take care of my family. Whatever it might be, I'm going to use a lot of excuses so that I don't have to show up. But even when they do that, there's typically that thought of like, yeah, but I'm providing. Yeah, but I cooked dinner. Yeah, but I did this to be able to justify all the excuses to be able to justify all those excuses so that they're still the good person. Okay. Not all narcissists are this way. Okay. So don't like take this video and be like, my narcissist didn't do that. So then they're not a narcissist. You know, like, don't take that. Okay. Just, just look at, look at what I'm trying to say, like face value and be like, Hey, a lot of times this happens. Does it happen to everybody? No, but we have seen a trend at different times. If you're going through this kind of stuff, get support, get on the NARCAP, talk to a coach, talk to a therapist, anything, and understand that you're not crazy You're not alone. There's a lot of people struggling with this type of stuff. You're not hopeless. Please reach out for help.